Welcome back to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen. I'm your host, Kristen Saxena. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about intuitive eating. This episode is specifically for the moms and dads. I'm very excited to be joined by our guest today, registered dietitian Michelle Yates. She's going to share her work and what she's learned about this important topic. Welcome to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen, where we help you navigate the challenges of feeding your family and learn about the role food plays in our health and relationships. Feeding and food relationships can be stressful, confusing, and even destructive. I'm Kristen Saxena, a pediatrician and mother of four who's been researching and sharing what I've learned about feeding for over 10 years. In this podcast, I'll share my experience and expertise to help our kids and ourselves with everyday survival tips for real parents. This podcast is about progress, not perfection. So let's get started. Well, thanks for joining us, Michelle. Yes, uh, this is amazing. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Yeah. So you are a registered dietitian and a self-proclaimed anti-diet dietitian. Is that right? <laughs> yes. There's no certification to be anti-diet. So yes, it's self-proclaimed. <laughs> <As we> self-proclaimed. <laughs> yeah. So, and what do you mean by that? Yeah. So that, I mean, so much, but it's kind of an umbrella statement of like, okay, I'm not supporting that we just go around and tell everybody to follow, you know, Nutrisystem or go do Noom or do everything in their power to lose weight no matter what it takes. Like I'm super anti-diet that because I see the harmful effects of that. Yeah. And I also work with eating disorders. So that kind of, it's, you're never going to meet an eating disorder dietitian that's not anti-diet. Let's just say that. That does make sense. (laughs) That does make sense. But I think does make it is kind of a differentiator in Mm -hmm. some ways compared to maybe other registered dietitians or just dietitians in general that maybe people have worked with or known before Um, because I know like being within the medical community Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that there's I mean there are people that certainly recommend specific diets yeah um, and it is more of a sort of prescriptive diet Mm -hmm. culture I guess I would say yeah Um, yeah so I do think that that's a important distinction yeah uh, even though like you said there's no specific certification or Mm -hmm. specific definition I think it's important to highlight maybe how you approach things a little bit different than yes and I I will say even to tease it out a little bit more you know as a dietitian I I can prescribe diets it's a part of my qualifications I guess in training my whole with being anti-diet it's like okay we're only going to use diets when it's absolutely medically necessary somebody has high blood pressure, then yes, we'll talk about doing a low sodium diet, but we don't need to just throw that around willy nilly or, um, have everybody go on the keto diet when they don't, they're not a child with epilepsy. Like that's the only time I would prescribe that. So that's, I think maybe a little bit to clarify anti-diet a little bit more is we're just, we're anti-diet in the sense of let's not use them unless they're absolutely necessary. And I don't count needing to lose weight as medically necessary. That doesn't (laughs) fly with me. (laughs) Well, so I think that that, what I really wanted to have you on to talk about was Mm -hmm. the concept of intuitive eating. Yes. And I think um, it's kind of funny, and I'm really interested to kind of hear what your definition is, but intuitive eating on the one hand, I feel like is almost like a popular buzzword that people Mm -hmm. are using all the time, maybe sometimes appropriately, sometimes inappropriately. Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, It's sort of like, to me, I always say, you know, most children are kind of born intuitive eaters. So in some ways, it's sort of like how it's always been and the way that we were 
we started out mm-hmm. the most of us mm-hmm. and so to me sometimes it's even more of a like refinding or finding that place that we all used to be at yeah but can you for our listeners that maybe are interested or kind of starting to hear things about intuitive eating feeling like maybe this is a concept that resonates with me for mm-hmm. one reason or another can you talk to us a little bit about what it means absolutely and i think you kind of nailed it it's going back to what we're already programmed knowing how to do which is just eat normally and i think normally it's like it's so funny to use that word like what is normal because 95 percent of people aren't eating normally by the time they grow up to be an adult you know we're taught you need to watch this you need to care about this you need to look like this and we stop listening to how we're programmed and so intuitive eating is, yeah, it's it's tuning back into what are those like survival mechanisms? What are, what are the messages that your body gives you that are all you need when it comes to nutrition? Like, I think my job, a lot of times I laugh like that I have to tell people how to eat, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, honestly, you already know, but you just have unlearned it. So um, intuitive eating is getting back into the groove of, what you were born knowing how to do, regulating portions and listening to what feels good and what is nourishing and also what's just fun to eat because it's fun to eat sometimes mm-hmm. and um, eating normally. Yeah, and it <laughs> yeah. sounds so simple, Yeah, but it's become so difficult, mm-hmm. I think. And so, you know, I think that there's so many things that create this sort of unlearning process as we as we grow older. And so like with the people that you've worked with, what's sort of been their experiences where they have felt like these are Mm -hmm. sort of key things that they think have kind of got them off track Mm -hmm. or made them not intuitive eaters? Because like I was thinking too, it's like we know more and we talk more and I think think more about what we eat now more than ever. And yet as a society, a lot of indicators would say maybe we're unhealthier than yeah. we ever have been before. So, right. Isn't that isn't so working. interesting yeah. too? Yeah. Um, a lot of things or a trend that I see with women that I work with is just how they were raised, you mm-hmm. know? And that's nothing on the parents because I think as parents, like we're all just trying our best, you know, and we're just doing what we, what we think is the right thing. But a lot of times what ends up happening is that as children, you get these messages of, um, you know, dessert has to be earned or a certain body size, certain body weight is better or healthier. And if somebody is bigger then they need, then they're doing something wrong or they're lazy mm-hmm. or whatever. And so those kind of messages, they really stick with a kid. Yeah. And that's true for me too. That's kind of what my childhood was like. And so that seems to be a common theme with the women I work with is, well, my, I just always heard this and I was always told this in school or from a teacher, from a parent. And now it's just, I don't know how to unthink Mm -hmm. that because that's what I've heard so often. That makes sense. And I think on the flip side of that, uh, I know, you know, for a lot of people too, they came from the world of like, clear your plate Mm -hmm. or, you know, kids that maybe were thinner growing up, you know, it was, it's been even always, I think a little more socially acceptable to tell those kids like, oh, you need to eat something or you need Mm -hmm. to, you know, (laughs) I think so all of the commentary you receive on what you should and shouldn't eat or why your body is too big or too small and why it's necessary to, you know, eat more or less than your body is telling you to do. I think it's, it's easy to see where 
to me, I, you know, I've always felt like it becomes where you start to not trust the mm-hmm. signals mm-hmm. or you learn to ignore the signals yeah. um, that your body's giving you. I agree. I think that's what we're what we're being taught in that situation that you're explaining is, well, whatever your intuition says is not right. And so we have to, based on what you look like, we need to fix it and make sure that you're eating, eating more or eating less because apparently you need more or less based on how you look. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talk a lot on the show, obviously, about feeding your family. Yeah. And a lot of um, what kids learn, not only is the messaging that you give them as kids, but also the kind of eating and behavior and relationship with food and your body that you model. And I always think, A, you know, it is so important. And B, that's super stressful, I think, mm-hmm. as a parent, because <laughs> totally. you go, oh, my pressure. gosh, like, I just want to help my kid. What do you mean I have to, like, fix myself first? Yes. Like, oh, yes. you know, but I think that we all feel like oh, I have all these struggles. I don't want my kid to, you know, I want my kid to have a better relationship with food. I want my kid yeah. to be a better eater than I was or yeah. whatever it is. And mm-hmm. it's like, to me, it's always like, oh, that's very stressful to think like probably the most important thing is what I do. Totally. That's because that's what they're going to see. It's a lot of pressure. It is. It (laughs) is. But, um, you know, I kind of love this concept because what I went, what I was hoping is that you could kind of share with us what Mm -hmm. are some of the benefits of intuitive eating? Because Mm -hmm. even though I feel like that feels like a huge pressure to shoulder like oh my gosh you know I have to work through my own baggage to be the best mom possible for my kids but really you know if we if we talk about you know adopting Mm -hmm. a more intuitive eating style will Mm -hmm. not only be good for modeling for your child Mm -hmm. but also you know what are the benefits to Mm -hmm. to you because I think well, just to, I guess let's just start there. What do you? Yeah. What are some of the benefits of I think this morning? I think there's a lot. Um, gosh, it, there is nothing like going from constantly th- reading nutrition labels, constantly worrying about what's in your food and where you're at with your goals that day, how many calories you have left, what if you can eat this meal or not. There is nothing like going from that to just being like, "What am I in the mood for? Mm-hmm. What sounds good?" And being able to, like, live your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to is, do you want a better quality of life or not? You know. Mm-hmm. And I think we get, like, stuck in this um, belief system that we have to track everything. We have to, like, micromanage what we eat in order to have the perfect health. And that's helping our quality of life. But mm-hmm. I'm, like, such an advocate for we got to pay attention to what's going on in the head as well like mental health is huge here your head is attached to your body so Mm -hmm. it is a part of your overall health and if you're obsessive with food if you're you know missing out on quality time with your family because you don't want to eat what they're eating or whatever like that's not contributing to your overall health because Mm -hmm. that's that's pretty sad that's a sad life so it comes down to, do you want to enjoy your life and um, not be so stressed all the time? And, and beyond that, too, I mean, it's shown to help with um, reducing cardiovascular risks and blood glucose control. I actually have PCOS, mm-hmm. so polycystic ovarian syndrome. I don't remember the latest statistics. I think it's like something crazy, like one in four women have it or something so mm-hmm. it's very common super common and doctors don't know what to do with it <laughs> yeah it is it's sort of like very common 
they but, feel like they know a lot of things associated with it, but yeah. But it's true. It's, but yeah, it's they're like difficult oh. to manage, like <laughs> yeah. by individual. Totally. So, um, as somebody that has that, I'm always at a risk for de- developing insulin resistance and then diabetes or gestational diabetes. And so, um, you know, there was a concern for me adopting intuitive eating. Like, okay, how is this going to affect my blood sugar control, basically? And it's done nothing but help it. So. Mm-hmm. And I see that in my clients as well, because you're giving your body the chance to let you know, hey, things are going well or not. And mm-hmm. then you kind of adjust from there. Um, and yeah, cholesterol. I mean, you can go down the list of all these like laboratory values that are improved with intuitive eating. But I think at the end of the day, it's like you want to have a good quality of life, you know, and do you want to mm-hmm. be on your deathbed? Think. I mean, this is a little sad but do you want to be on your deathbed and thinking i'm so glad that i counted every calorie and (laughs) followed that diet plan and was miserable or are you going to be glad that you were able to focus on the people around you you know yeah well i think that really resonated with me just because i mean everyone kind of goes through their own life experience and relationship with food and i do think that um you know, I mean, I, I'm a physician. I was in medicine, went through medical school. Yeah. I was, you know, your stereotypical kind of like type A. Yeah. And then the more you learn, mm-hmm. you know, I think you're sort of perfectionist and you think, oh, I'm getting all this information. Yeah. And I, for a while, I felt like I've always had this interest in health and nutrition, but it's yeah. easy to have that kind of take center stage mm-hmm. in your psyche and so like it it kind of goes too far like it's like well this is great you know i'm learning so much i'm gonna keep learning like what is the exact amount of you know this nutrient and that nutrient i need what is the exact amount of calories a person of you know my size and activity level needs and oh yeah medicine is very much like that there's a lot of you know algorithms and there's Mm -hmm. a lot of equations and i'll do the math and i'll figure it out and i've said this before on the show too but i think having kids teaches you a lot of things. Um, And to me, that was one of them because even without my, you know, the way I was feeding myself, I always say, you know, when I, I started my pediatric training before I had my first child. Mm -hmm. And I remember with food and really with everything, it was sort of, but especially like feeding kids, Mm -hmm. people would come with all these problems and I didn't understand because I was like, I could tell you Mm -hmm. exactly what your child should be eating. I don't know why people don't just listen. And then I had a kid and I was like, oh, yeah, like that's not how they work, right? So there's always this real life application. You start to realize like you can have all the knowledge and it's not that that's not wrong. It's not that that isn't the calorie expenditure or the daily value of X vitamin that your body uses. However, that's not the way that real people work. And so I think then you start to learn like, oh, I understand. Like it's Mm -hmm. just about variety and offering and then your child will eat however much they're going to eat based on right. listening to their body and their mm-hmm. hunger cues and their body will actually like select these things over over time they'll select totally a variety naturally. of foods mm-hmm. and nutrients and to me that was that big like aha moment where yeah. i was like i get it and that's actually the way mm-hmm. that probably we're all supposed we're not all supposed to have medical degrees or be food yeah. scientists we're supposed to just be yeah. able to listen to our body yeah and you know do the same thing that you see toddlers doing essentially right. yeah yeah absolutely and i heard a quote i i don't remember the gentleman's name 
but it was something that came across my email and he was talking about just the psychology with eating and everything and he was saying like everybody knows how to eat healthy we don't need to teach mm-hmm. them how to eat healthy anymore like they they know i like they get it vegetables they get it. are good for you totally. cheetos less so we like, get we, it we, we know that everyone knows more. that like, yeah. yeah we know but that doesn't mean they're doing it so that's where mm-hmm. we need to ask why and dig more into the psychology of eating and that's um what i love about intuitive eating is that you are getting into the psychology of it you're asking yourself the questions like why is this food a trigger for me why is this food something that makes me feel this way and is that something that i want to continue or not sometimes it's a good thing sometimes it's not why do i feel like i need to have a whole lot of this but it doesn't make me feel good physically like you're asking yourself those good questions that lead you to the root of why you eat the way you eat you mm-hmm. know and then can lead you back to normally eating again um because yeah, everybody knows you're supposed to have more vegetables. Like, right? <laughs> it's not right. Helpful. So this campaign to tell everyone, yeah. I I kind of agree. Like, yeah, I said that too. I think a lot of that we keep presenting the same information and expect change, and somehow. nothing changes. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we should change the way that we're presenting the information. Absolutely. And Thank I think that has a lot to do with it too. Like you said, mm-hmm. I think it's really a lot of the psychology behind it, mm-hmm. and realizing what are the things that have taken taken us away from this thing that we were sort of inborn this intuitive um, experience. Yeah. So I assume too, then like Mm -hmm. since you work in this space a lot, talk about Mm -hmm. intuitive eating a lot, what are, what are some of the misconceptions that people have about intuitive eating? Oh, I think the biggest one is that intuitive eaters just like eat, I don't like this phrase, but, but they just eat junk food all day long. And um, (laughs) it's just, Here's the thing. When you give yourself unconditional permission to eat, right, mm-hmm. anything, then it loses its luster. It comes mm-hmm. down off of its pedestal. And let's just imagine, let's say that I love cookies and cream ice cream and I'm going to allow myself to eat however much of it I want because I'm an intuitive eater. <laughs> Hashtag intuitive eating. I mean, so far, this sounds luxury. I'm like, <laughs> I know. if you haven't sold intuitive eating with just that sense, then I don't know how you Eat as much cookies and cream ice cream as you want. It, I mean, you can. So with that permission, though, comes the reality of, okay, so I'm going to have it for breakfast. Sure, why not? And then that kind of sounds good for lunch, too. Honestly, by dinner time, in that one day, I'm probably not going to want it anymore. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it'll take the next day. I don't know. But the point is, when you eat things and they lose their lust and they become normalized, they're all on the same moral compass. Then you start to realize what you're in the, like, what your body's really wanting, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be ice cream at every meal. Sometimes that does sound really good though. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. <laughs> There's calcium and protein in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's, that's a big misconception is, uh, and maybe even just a fear that people have with intuitive eating is that if I allow myself to go down that route, then I'm just going to lose all self-control and mm-hmm. all bets are off. You know, I'm going to, my health's going to go downhill cause I'm just going to eat Cheetos all day. Mm-hmm. But that's just not, that's not how it goes. You know, that's not the vibe when there's all these options. Then it's like, okay, actually now kind of a salad sounds great. So, okay. So then I guess, you know, I think too, you've worked with a lot of people um, Mm -hmm. in terms of people who are having issues with binge eating, Mm -hmm. which I think is super common, even if they're not 
even if you're not a person that might qualify for like a binge eating disorder um, diagnosis, the behavior, Mm -hmm. I always say like, even if you don't qualify for an eating disorder diagnosis, we have a lot of disordered eating. Totally. Very prevalent. Um, So I think that that's something that resonates also with a lot of people. And then Mm -hmm. when you say things like, okay, I'm going to be intuitive eater. And then the back of their head, they go, and intuitively, I have a feeling all I'm going to do is eat Mm -hmm. ice cream and Cheetos. And then I assume that sparks a lot of anxiety, like, and Mm -hmm. then, you know, this will... turn into just another yo-yo type situation and i've Mm -hmm. been down that road before and it sounds very scary totally um so i guess then maybe what advice do you have then for people like Mm -hmm. just getting into it they're like okay that Mm -hmm. sounds all wonderful like first Mm -hmm. i'm gonna eat all the ice cream but then i'm gonna want salads sure like you know what (laughs) i mean that's a lot of faith yeah so like how do you get started Mm -hmm. if you feel like I have not been intuitive eating and I don't even know. Because I think the big concern to me would be like, I don't even know how to do that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I think the cliche answer that is actually very true is it's always helpful to have help Mm -hmm. and just to have somebody, even if it's not a dietitian, Mm -hmm. just somebody that is an intuitive eater that has gone through the process to kind of guide you through it. Because it, it, there are a lot of nuances to it. And there's a lot of layers to, again, why we eat the way we eat. And then every day is going to look a little different, too. Mm-hmm. And so it's not such a, we're usually used to these cookie cutter meal plans or diet systems or whatever. So to completely throw all that out the window feels, like you said, scary. Mm-hmm. And ve- it, I mean, it's a big unknown. So it helps to have somebody there to walk you through, okay, well, this is probably what you're feeling. Have you thought about this, et cetera. Um, but also with getting started, like uh, in the case of a binge eater, somebody that has that behavior, no matter how often it is, um, you know, intuitive eating feels scary because again, they're giving that self, they're giving themselves permission that they don't trust themselves with. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to get started with trying to put an end to that, we have to think about what, hasn't been working for us. And usually it's not giving yourself permission to eat those things, right? That usually Mm -hmm. sets us up for failure. So I think for somebody starting out, you just got to like kind of let yourself, give yourself a little faith (laughs) and give yourself a little grace as well, because it's not going to be, it's not going to be this perfect, like I'm eating eggs in the morning and then I'm having a sandwich and then I'm having a salad. Like it's, and then I'm having ice cream from time to time. It's not going to be a perfect balance right away. There's going to be learning curves. There's going to be weird situations. There's going to be emotions. Um, so heaps and heaps of grace because mm-hmm. you're going to need it. And it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that would be the question because I anticipate like a lot of people who um, are hearing this and they say, mm-hmm. you know, they've maybe – been on various diets and I think it's so tempting Mm -hmm. I mean for even whatever you're trying to do whether you're trying to lose weight or build muscle or Mm -hmm. who even knows what I mean at this point you know it's like special diet for your depression and a special Mm -hmm. I mean you look it up type (laughs) yeah exactly you look it up and you can find a very specific grocery list and meal plan and yeah you know hour by hour what you should or shouldn't mm-hmm. be eating. Mm-hmm. And 
it's everywhere now. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, and it finds you at this point, you know, on Instagram or yeah. whatever. Even if you it don't knows. look for it, you look for, <laughs> you know, you just talk about what you're concerned about and that diet will find you. Absolutely. And um, I think you're right, though, because I think to me, I, I love this idea of with the anti-diet, like mm-hmm. probably anybody looking for this intuitive eating or other information, mm-hmm. why are you looking? And it's probably because you've never been able to find mm-hmm. a diet or at least stay on a diet that actually gave you any sort of like sustained result totally. that you wanted. Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, to me, I guess, too, I thought that that really reinforced this idea of, like, we're all looking for this great diet, but has mm-hmm. anyone, maybe they have, and those just aren't the people that are looking for it, and that's, maybe they found the one that just fit their intuition, and it's yeah. perfect, um, but overall, I mean, yeah. I think, like, you don't meet a lot of people that forever tell you that they found this great oh, diet, sure. and it's working yeah. for them. For sure. I think that's absolutely true. And the diet industry is just this revolving door of the same system over and over again, where people try something and then it fails them, but they blame them, blame themselves. Of course, they mm-hmm. say it was their fault. And then they go back and try something different, or maybe the same system. And it's just this repeated cycle. And you have to like zoom out and think about who is this benefiting? It's not benefiting the individual going on the diet. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> not any long term, not long term. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, you know, so then who is it benefiting? It's benefiting the people that are making the money off of it. So um, I think you're right. You don't often meet somebody that's like, oh, yeah, I've been doing keto for like 35 years, right. you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's why, you know, when somebody says, oh, yeah, but I am doing this and it's working really well and I love it and it makes sense with my life. I'm like, OK, how long have you been on it? And they're like six months. And I'm like, talk to me in six years, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's not, not to, you know, shame them or by any means. It's let's zoom out again and just think about what's logical here. Like, can mm-hmm. you do that the rest of your life? Do you really want to? put yourself through those restrictive behaviors and rob yourself of being able to have bread with your family, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> have communion at church on Sunday. Like, yeah, right. like I can't, uh, it's not my background. Yeah, exactly. like, There's a problem well, here. It's probably happened. That's hilarious. Oh, I'm sure. sure. I'm They're sure like, people no, are not tracking carbs it. today. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, people are crazy. So, what about this idea of being in the camp of, yes, you know, I think that intuitive eating makes sense. That's mm-hmm. something that I would like to um, adopt or kind of take on more as a lifestyle. Yeah. But how do you marry that with the idea of still saying, but I would like to change mm-hmm. some things about the way that I eat, whether mm-hmm. that be um, more variety mm-hmm. or more uh, fruits and vegetables, or, you know, maybe it's maybe something a little bit more philosophical in the sense, like I'd like to, uh, you know, eat less meat or more, uh, local or, you know, anything really where they're looking to say like there are, cause the thing about eating and food is on some ways like this, it is actually Mm -hmm. quite simple, Mm -hmm. but because of the world we live in and society and the economy and sure. the world, it, it is a little bit more complicated. So yeah. are there ways to consciously change the way that you eat mm-hmm. because 
you believe in it or Mm -hmm. you do believe like I do think this would be healthier for me and I would Mm -hmm. feel better while still incorporating this idea of like but eating intuitively absolutely yeah and and you're touching on the concept of gentle nutrition and and authentic health so what I do with my clients is I walk them through okay let's just break down all your rules first Mm -hmm. off let's just get them out of here I don't care what they are where they came from um first we just need to focus on the whole intuition part and then we can talk about things like that like okay do you actually really value eating local and Mm -hmm. and supporting local farmers or do you have ethical concerns about eating meat and everything like there's a place for that for sure like Mm -hmm. that's really important to people and i wouldn't say it necessarily disrupts the intuitive eating process either um because what you can do then is you can ask yourself, okay, what sounds good, mm-hmm. but then also, what does my body need, and how can I like marry this with what's important to me? Mm-hmm. So I think it is a it, it's a fine line between this is just important to me and it's a value I have mm-hmm. versus this is a disordered motivation that I have. So I think that's up to the individual to kind of tease out um, and even talk through with somebody or a professional, but. I think it's certainly possible. And that's another misconception too with intuitive eating is that it's just not a healthy diet and there's mm-hmm. not balance and you're not getting enough vegetables or whatever it is, which isn't true because those are values. And mm-hmm. it comes along with that process of your body's going to start requesting more nutrients mm-hmm. once you've learned to listen to that and you learn what it sounds like, um, so to speak. So yeah, it's definitely possible to to add in those values with listening to your body because they they really just go together, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, one of the more difficult concepts that I've always thought was um, the idea of approaching processed Mm -hmm. foods. And I'm a big believer in an all foods fit, Mm -hmm. you know, and I certainly don't, we have all kinds of processed food at my house, yeah. not, you know, um, but at the same time, yeah. like what you learn about the food industry, there's lots of yeah. reasons why maybe ethically, but also, um, you know, I think it can work against some intuitive eating because of the way that some foods are mm-hmm. designed yeah. um, to maybe satiate you in ways that, right. You know, weren't the way nature intended. In the mm-hmm. sense, like I do believe that there can be some kind of confusion yeah. internally. You know, even if you're trying to be intuitive, it's not the messaging is a little bit confusing, I would yeah. guess, to your yeah. to your body. And so to me that has always been one where I've grappled a little bit because yeah. in the sense like you know, when I feel like an Oreo, I feel like an Oreo. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know what's in there. Yeah, we don't <laughs> I'm not know. sure what's making me want that, but I want it. Um, and, I, you know, I think that that can, like I said, I understand. I believe that can all be part of mm-hmm. a healthy relationship with food. Um, but how do I also don't want to ignore the fact that, I mean, mm-hmm. there is science yeah. behind the production of a lot of these foods to yeah. do certain things you know, to make us want it maybe more yeah. than we would have wanted it yeah naturally right all those components yeah. that are in the oreo yeah um so how do you how do you kind of talk people through that process mm-hmm. in the sense of you know mm-hmm. like this is okay but identifying also like mm-hmm. you know it is what it is mm-hmm. yeah that's a really good question um i think that's why moderation is so important and why that, again, permission is so important because 
those foods that, that you're kind of touching on that maybe perhaps the way they're manufactured is a really good business idea and they're just making it extra addictive so mm-hmm. that you go buy more, right? Um, and yeah, there is science there to support the things that taste really good. They usually taste really good for a reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so I think it's important that we always prioritize the permission to eat those, even if we know that information, because immediately what happens once you start to get caught up in the, oh, but this is maybe bad or unhealthy mm-hmm. or, or too processed is that we just want it more. So mm-hmm. it's like kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you're um, trying to be mindful of it, but then reversing that effect and, you know, reverse psychology, getting yourself to be hooked on it even more because yeah. now we've got this complex of it's forbidden yeah. or whatever. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think it's interesting. It always depends on the person too, with how much they actually care about nutrition. Not everybody really wants to know all that stuff or look into it. So some people will look into that and be like, well, maybe that's something I don't really want in my body then. And they can make that choice for themselves. And that's totally that's true. Fine. But on the you same know? path, I feel like not a lot of people no. lay on their deathbed and say, like, I'm glad I skipped all those Oreos. Totally. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I think I think that is like just the mindset of making sure you're not making things forbidden or restricted. I think yeah. both we think of that with kids, I think a lot, yeah. because I, I talk yeah. to that to parents a lot about restricting with kids. And of course, whatever you you say is off limits, that's going right. to be the first thing that they go Absolutely. for as soon as they can. You know, if, if you're that family that's so proud of, you know, no sugar in the house, well, <laughs> your kid's going to be the kid in the sugar coma at the birthday party Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Um, but we, but it's the same thing that mm-hmm. we do to ourselves. I think mm-hmm. the same thing, you know, yeah. the same moment that we decide that you know, we're going to cheat. Mm-hmm. That's where you see these like, and not only am I going to cheat, I'm going to like blow it up. I'm totally. not going to have a piece of cake. I'm going to have the cake. Gotta be, I, it's got to be worth it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that that goes, I think something that you've talked about before too, that I really loved was this idea um, that I know I was guilty with, with a lot of aspects of life is this mm-hmm. idea of this all or nothing mm-hmm. thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that goes a lot like into building this sort of sense of intuitive eating too, is to say like, it's not, you didn't ruin it. You didn't mm-hmm. ruin anything. You can, don't, nothing has to be perfect. It's not yeah. all or nothing. It's not either, you know, I'm, I'm keto, I'm paleo, or I'm, unhealthy or a cake at a time like those are not the two things and I think that's the kind of mindset like Mm -hmm. we're either being good or we're being bad yeah yeah absolutely and I tell my clients like hey nutrition is cumulative it's not you ate this one thing therefore you I I hate the phrase you are what you eat (laughs) you know like I I get it I get it I'm a dietitian I get it Uh, but corn, you're corn. <laughs> that's, that's why everyone's corn anyway. Yeah, so it doesn't true. matter. <laughs> you are what you eat. You're yeah. all corn. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Um, but I, I mean, I also hate that phrase because then it's almost like putting too much, um, too much weight on your diet then, mm-hmm. because it's like, well, if I eat this one thing, this one time, then suddenly it's going straight to my hips or, you know, a mm-hmm. moment on the lips, forever <laughs> on the hips. Like, Stupid phrases like that make us so afraid that, and put us in that all or nothing mentality where it's like, well, I can't do this once 
or my life is ruined forever. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, no, nutrition's cumulative. Like your body can handle it. It's fine. Like <laughs> it'll be gone by tomorrow. Like it'll be processed within hours. You know, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. So and like, I mean, every hour is a new hour. Every day is a new totally. day. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, this has been super useful. What other information for anybody that, like I said, this is really resonating with yeah. them. They think like, this is it. Intuitive eating. Like this mm-hmm. is, I'm going yeah. to feel good about this. This is going to be good <laughs> for me. What, I mean, obviously this is your specialty. So how yeah. do they get in contact with you? Um, yeah. What resources do you recommend for mm-hmm. next steps for our moms and dads out there that are mm-hmm. looking for more information. Yeah, I would say if you're somebody struggling with binge eating or emotional eating or just kind of in that dieting roller coaster, um, I'd love to chat with you and talk about what next steps could look like for you. As we've talked about, intuitive eating is not just a matter of health. It's also just a matter of quality of life. And so if you feel like there's something missing in your quality of life and, you know, you want that back, then then let's do it. <laughs> I love it. Let's let's take it head on. Um, so I love to chat with you. You can always find me on Instagram at Yates Nutrition or just go to my website, yatesnutrition.com. Um, I do offer group coaching and a self-study course. In terms of just doing things, you know, on your own, like I said, I have a self-study course, but um, just pick up intuitive eating, flip through it and see if anything sticks out to you. Because I think um, just reading some of the information, reading some of the studies, it can help you feel like you're not alone and you're Mm. not crazy. I think Mm -hmm. that was one of the biggest things when I started the whole intuitive eating process was just being like, Oh my gosh, I'm not the only one that does this. Like there's studies of, you know, so many people doing this and I'm not crazy. So even just to not feel alone is worth it. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. What about red flags for something that might be like masquerading as intuitive eating because I feel like that's an issue too is that this is is getting stamped on a lot of things that are like diets in disguise yeah (laughs) honestly I I know this will ruffle some feathers with people but that's fine that's what I do for a living is I ruffle feathers (laughs) I I would say anybody that's using intuitive eating as a weight loss tactic is a red flag because at the end of the day intuitive eating is not goal like the goal is not to manipulate your weight with it. It's, it's to find your healthy weight. And we don't know what that is. It might be lower, it might be higher, it might be the same. So for somebody to utilize that as the vehicle to get to weight loss, what you're going to end up finding is it's just calorie restriction at the end of the day. And that's not in line with intuitive eating. So that's an immediate red flag for sure. Um, I would say that's the biggest one that okay. I see most common. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining yeah, us, thanks Michelle. Thanks for having me. I'm so fun. honored. Yeah, and I hope. Space. Thank you. Yeah, we're pretty excited about our new studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was showing it off. Um, but for sure, we'll include all your links in our notes. Yeah. And, um, you know, if anyone wants to check out your material, mm-hmm. like I said, if they think it's resonating, yeah. I think that would be a great place to start. Yes. And I do have a podcast as well that I forgot yes. to mention. It's called Nourished and Free. So you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts, except for Spotify. For some reason, they won't accept me. Oh, no. Not Spotify. Sorry. Pandora. Pandora. Still still waiting on Pandora. But everywhere Uh, everywhere else. (laughs) Everywhere else you can find me. They're picking on you. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Maybe they're short-staffed over there. But, um, yeah, I've got lots of different, you know, you can just go through and pick through 
what my episodes are on and hopefully it'll stick out to you so awesome i love it thanks thank you and thanks for joining us for another episode of feeding the family if you're enjoying these episodes be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and we'll see you next monday for more good stuff